This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to a new episode of I've Got a Secret. I'm Robin McGraw, and I'm excited to have you back for another fun week. I want to first say really quickly, if you love this podcast, please make sure to rate and review on Apple. I love reading them. All right, let's get into it. This week, I'm chatting with someone you all know and love, actress, fashion lover, podcast host, and mom, Rachel Wilson. Rachel is known for her widely loved roles on The O.C. and Heart of Dixie. Her talent, style, and infectious personality are all reasons I'm so thrilled for her to chat with The Secret Squad today. In honor of this California girl, I named this episode The Secret to California Cool. I'm so thrilled to have you here, Rachel. I want to talk about everything about your incredible life and career. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice introduction. Oh, you are so welcome. I meant every word of it. I really have been so looking forward to having you here today because you are so loved and so much fun. And I am just like thrilled that we're getting together. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, really, just too, too nice. (laughs) I'm not kidding. All of your roles, but especially your role as a mother... Uh, it, yeah, because that's a pretty big one. <laughs> it is a big one. But every other role that you have mastered in life, I want to talk about today. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So you were catapulted into the role of a pop culture icon when you landed the role of Summer Roberts on The O.C. So can you tell us about what led you into this big break? Yeah. Gosh, I was pretty young. I was 21 when I got the OC. I had just started out. I was doing commercials and some guest spots and it was the first series I had ever booked. Um, and boy, was that a blessing. (laughs) Yeah. I really lucked out and it was, it was, you know, the biggest dream come true. Um, and I'm super fortunate. (laughs) Well, I want to tell the secret squad right now, everyone listening that we're doing this virtually. Sadly, I wish we were in the same room together and could enjoy this together. But when you said you were 21, I want all the listeners right now to know that you still look 21. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, that is too kind. I am 39 at this time, (laughs) getting ready to turn 40, but I appreciate that. Thanks. (laughs) Congratulations. Because I think 39 and 40 are are also phenomenal ages, but yes, you still look 21. (laughs) Absolutely gorgeous secret squad. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Did it feel like you became a household name overnight? Gosh, I guess, you know, thinking back, the show definitely gained success pretty quickly. Um, And right when it aired, it just kept growing. And I remember the first time going to something and fans being there and the reaction was so big that we all kind of were like, oh, wow, this is really something. Um, And yeah, it happened pretty quickly. I mean, my life definitely changed. It felt like overnight, but I mean, what a cool time. And and just to be able to do it with a group of people that were going through it at the same time was really neat. Looking back, how do you feel like you handled that? I think I did a 
doing okay. I have to say, I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, I'm from here. So for me, it was a little less foreign, that world, so to speak, as far as the business goes and whatnot. But really because we had the support of each other and because I was 21, maybe if I had been a little younger, it would have been harder, but I think I was at the right age to manage it, at least for me personally at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you because 21 is the perfect age to start a career and then again, doing it with your peers and having a fun group and friends probably helped quite a bit. Oh yes. Yeah. It was, it was, yes. Monumental to have them all on the ride with me for sure. That's wonderful (laughs) because the OC was so massive and so that massive that 14 years later, you're now still able to launch an OC fan podcast. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. You know, even for me, I'm watching it and I don't remember anything. So it's basically like seeing it for the first time, the storylines, scenes, all of it. Um, it's bringing it back, which is nice. But yeah, I feel like it's had sort of a resurgence. Uh-huh. I've heard people started watching it because you can stream anything. Uh-huh. And everyone in the pandemic, you know, were streaming things and, and binging shows. And I heard that the OC was one that was a little popular. And I just think it's really cool that all these years later, people are still enjoying it. You're right. But I think not new fans. I think you have had fans the entire time since the beginning of the show, 14 years later, but you still have those fans because I'm going to be honest with you. I have a staff member here in the office that has talked about since we planned this podcast, she has talked so much about it because she was and still is a huge fan of the OC. Kristen, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> Kristen's in her office. I'm looking at it right now. And she's like, thumbs up because huge fan and has that always so cool. been. Always. Yeah. I love that. I love that there's fans that have stayed, you know, true. And yes, it's really, it's really cool. It's a testament to everybody's hard work on the show and and the right people coming together and the right time, I guess. Yeah. I think it's really, really awesome that we still have fans. (laughs) So can you tell the listeners about your new podcast? Yes. So the new podcast is called Welcome to the OC Bitches, which is a take on a line from the show. Welcome to the OC Bitch. Um, I so it. I have to always clarify because everyone's <laughs> like, why bitches? And some people don't want to say it and whatnot. But anyway, that's why. Oh, um, but Melinda Clark, who played Julie Cooper on the show and myself are doing the rewatch podcast. So we're talking about each episode. Um, we're going to have a lot of different guests on to talk about their experiences, a lot of behind the scenes things and tidbits and stories. And we're just having a lot of fun um, traveling down memory lane. (laughs) I just love that. How incredible does it feel to still have so much demand for all things OC? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, Josh Schwartz, the creator, he's basically my brother. We're super close. Um, Just to see that he created this thing and people still talk to him about it. uh, It's, it must be really cool for him. Something that he wrote when he was in his mid twenties. And it's still, you know, as popular now as it was then. <laughs> that is just, I love it. I love it. Especially, you know, being here, you growing up in California, still living here in California, just being a Californian. Uh, it's so wonderful. It's just, yeah. it's who you are. Yes. For me, it was not that much of a stretch. Orange County isn't that far from LA. There's definitely a different culture and the beach culture is different from like the Valley culture where I grew up, but it's still kind of that same sunny days, <laughs> trips to the beach. The whole vibe is definitely there. <laughs> Seems like a, just a given that you would be doing this podcast. 
I guess. I mean, it wasn't something that I thought of. I was approached uh, for it and it sounded just like a lot of fun, something I could do at home. Mm-hmm. You know, as we said, I'm a mom and uh, being able to work from home was huge, especially this past year. But we started talking about it a year ago and it just launched now. So, you know, it was a work in progress, but it was just the right thing sort of, or the, at least it sounded really fun and appealing. <laughs> well, it, it is really, really popular. Would you ever think about doing a reboot of some kind for the show? It's, it's so funny. You know, we always get asked that. And for me, I always say I would do anything with Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. They also did Heart of Dixie as well. Um, so anything that they would want to do, I would sign on without even looking at anything. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I'm always open to it. I'm super grateful for the experience on the show. So I would, I would never say no. I love that. I love that. It just shows how much of a family atmosphere it was. And was it difficult to let go of your iconic roles on the OC and Heart of Dixie? Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. You know, the end of the OC was an interesting time. I was still super young. I was working on a few things. It was almost like I didn't have time to really think about it when the show ended. Um, and Heart of Dixie, I was pregnant with my daughter up until the end of filming. I filmed until 37 weeks pregnant. So I was also kind of distracted with that, becoming a new mom. So both the, the ends of both of those shows, I had so much going on that I couldn't really like sit back and be like, oh, this is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a, an iconic role starting <laughs> when you gave birth. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The biggest role there is. Yeah. <laughs> So how have you seen the entertainment industry change for women over the last decade, for good or for bad? Oh, well, it's huge. You know, I think so much has been brought to light. And I'm a super big fan of women, you know, being equal in this business. It's been the other way around for a really long time, whether it's financially or just the roles or your position. I mean, um, I love that I'm seeing so many more female showrunners, directors, uh, you know, women winning the directing Oscar, you know, it's, that was huge. And I think it's such a great time for women, especially in this industry. And I'm really proud to be in it. And I hope it just keeps moving in that direction. Agree. Totally agree. I love that we're doing this podcast today on the heels of that uh, amazing Oscar win for best director. It was was, fabulous. Yeah. It was fabulous. And as a mom of a daughter, you know, that's even more important. Like they get to grow up with a different mentality. Oh, I agree. Well, as far as what the world is projecting, not what she's getting at home, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I totally know what you mean. I just, before the podcast started today, I was showing my staff the photo I received when I woke up this morning from my son and daughter-in-law of my brand new granddaughter. She's just two months old. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, is that your first? No, your first it's our it's, it's our third. Uh, oh, okay. Philip and I have two boys, and our oldest son and, and daughter-in-law, Jay and Erica, have given us two grandchildren, Avery and London. Avery is 11 years old, and London oh, wow. is nine and a half. And now, oh. yes, our youngest son and daughter-in-law, Jordan and Morgan, have given us a two-month-old granddaughter. So there's quite a big span, but... I woke up this morning That's... and they sent me a photo of Ro Ringley is her name. And oh, she's so precious. So precious. How so sweet. I totally understand That's what nice. you mean yeah. about young women, young babies, young girls in our lives right yes. now. It's a Absolutely. changing world and yeah, it's for the better. <laughs> for the better, for the better. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> so wonderful. In your personal life, how was it wanting to be an actor in a family that has roots in the industry? And did it add pressure or empower you? 
gosh, that's pretty funny. You know, I never really thought about it. I didn't think about going into it. In high school, I did uh, theater. I did plays. And I remember my dad coming up to me after my play my senior year and said, you know, you're kind of good at this. Do you want to try it? (laughs) And I was like, sure. (laughs) It was kind of just like a natural progression. And again, not too much thought or pressure. It was just like, yeah, let's, let's try it. And I did love it. And uh, I loved doing theater and and it just happened. And obviously I'm one of the very fortunate people that it, it, you know, came to me that way, but uh, it was more of a suggestion of my father's. (laughs) I love that. Tell the listeners about your father being in the industry. Yes. My father, actually, my, it goes back to my great grandparents in the industry. Um, They started off way back when, but my grandfather was a really big TV director. My dad is a director writer. His last project uh, was The Five Bloods, uh, Spike Lee's movie. Um, So he's been around for a minute. He's done some things uh, for sure. So I grew up around sets and and TV shows and movies. And um, so that kind of made it a little more familiar to me when I started working. It wasn't some foreign world, which I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's so wonderful to have your family so supportive of your dreams. Yeah, my dad and my stepmom, when I first started auditioning, they would sit with me at the dining room table and my stepmom would read my auditions with me and, and help me out because she's an actress as well. Um, oh, that's so, so wonderful. Yeah, it's nice to have the support. It, sure. it really is. Did you feel like you had to do things the way your family members did them or were you able to carve out your own path? No, I carved my own path. I'm the first one to be on this side of the camera, so to speak. You know, even my aunt's a producer. She's done amazing documentaries. Like everyone is behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's so wonderful because you have not only the support, but you have their talent and their ability to teach you (laughs) and, and, and you have them to go to. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> That's great. Well, I understand your mother's actually a sex therapist, so I need to hear all about growing up with a parent <laughs> in the sex field. I think that's fabulous. She's very, yeah, she's more of a sex counselor, I guess you could say. She specializes in that area. She's really always been so open. She's a big believer in talking about it early with adolescents and um as a kid, I mean, she knew the night after I lost my virginity. She just knew. She just sat me down and she started to talk to me about it. And I was like, mom, I am not doing this. <laughs> um, so, so she had a very by open... looking at you. She just, she just being knew. in the room with she you. She has that mom, you know, maternal intuition, but I was not uh, willing to talk about it. <laughs> Let's just say. But yes, there's always been an open dialogue, whether I want to you know, engage or not has been up. Debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when Philip and I were first married. We we will soon celebrate forty five years of marriage in August. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. But he hasn't always been Doctor Fell. But when he did get his PhD and come uh, practicing psychologist, I said, "Don't Doctor Phil me." <laughs> Before he was actually <laughs> Doctor Phil. Like if I want some therapy, I'll right. let you know. Absolutely. You coined it. But yes. 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 I I said it before he was actually Dr. Phil to the world. Don't be doing therapy with me unless I ask for it. Right. Yeah. It's different when you're that close to the person. So you're kind of like, mom, not going there. I'll let you know if I need any work. Exactly. My friends loved it and they would go to her. But yeah, me, I was like, nope. Oh, that's great. Because I was going to ask you if it embarrassed you in front of your friends growing up that your mother was that. But no, you were like, mom, my friends have a question, but 
not me. Yeah. They loved it. I was fine with them talking to her about it as long as I wasn't listening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, I just put my fingers in my ears. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I don't need to yeah. hear it, but go, yeah, go ahead. Ask my mom anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because I'll, I'll have friends even still all forever. Like, could, I wish you would ask your husband, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't need to ask him. I could just tell you what he'd say. Yeah. After 45 oh, yeah. After years. After 45 I, years. Yeah. You don't need to ask. I don't need to ask him. I can just tell you. Yeah. So looking back, do you look at that openness about sex as a positive part of your upbringing? Absolutely. I think it's so important to be open and have that dialogue because you don't, you want to be able to talk about it. If they have questions, you know, if your children are wanting to experiment with things, it's so much better to have that on the table and be able to guide them and, and have them maybe consider it safely and, you know, my mom took me to get birth control when I was younger. You know, I mean, I think that's so cool. And I want to be that way too. I mean, look, my daughter better not come to me until she's at least like 25 or 35. But <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's so important. I'm a big advocate for that. I agree. My heavens, if they didn't feel that they could come to you and talk to you about it, then how are you going to have that ability to educate and guide them? Right. So right. I totally agree with you. Now, as a mother to a precious little girl of your own, how do you plan on talking about the sex with her? And do you think it's going to be a tricky thing for you with your daughter? I mean, she's six and she's already asked, you know, where do babies come from? Like, how do they happen? You know, and I haven't had the actual conversation about anatomy and like all that stuff yet. Um, but I kind of have to figure it out. And I think it's a good dialogue to have with her dad and make sure you're on the same page and saying the same things, you know, cause we're not together. So it's, it's good to have the same story on both sides, but I'm hoping I don't have to have that conversation for a while. <laughs> so how is your relationship with your mother now as an adult? Oh, we are super close. She's my best friend. We're, we are together all the time. She's such a huge part of my daughter's life, which is so important to me. And I'm so happy about it. Um, she's the best. Everyone loves my mom. She's really awesome, and I'm, I'm so lucky. I love that. Yeah. It's so important, too, when you have a child of your own, that you have that generational relationship with your mother, and she has that with your daughter. Yes. I can say yes. that now because I have grandchildren, and mm -hmm. uh, I just give thanks. My children allow me to be in my grandchildren's lives, and I, I know yeah. that there are parents out there that are not allowed to be in their grandchildren's lives, and I'm so sad for that. Yeah. No, it's such a big thing. I know that I can't wait for it one day, very far future. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's so important. I was so close to my grandparents. Yes. Um, it's so important it's, to the children too. So important yes. to have their grandparents yes. in their lives. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. So in addition to being an incredible actress, you are also quite the fashion lover. <laughs> <laughs> And yes. I have to say, we have that in common. <laughs> Would you say that fashion is a big part of your life? Yeah, I love it. I always look at it as a way of expressing yourself and being able to do it in a fun way. I grew up, so the two biggest influencers in my life were my mom and my aunt. My mom taught me all about vintage and, and that, you know, style. And my aunt took me to Barney's for my first time when I was a kid, oh, you know? Yeah. So it was just having these two very stylish women in front of me and showing me the ropes. And I just loved it from my mom said, I wouldn't let her dress me even in preschool, which I feel bad about because, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's fun for a mom to do that, but yeah. I would not let her. And I only wore dresses apparently. Oh, so. how fun. How cute. Yeah. 
You know, when you were answering that, I was also thinking about, because I do love fashion, and I grew up really poor. We, My family didn't have a lot of money, but my mother was an amazing seamstress. So she sewed everything. I had three older sisters, and she made all of our clothes. And she, I mean, you could not really tell that they were not store-bought because right. she was so talented. And, you know, back then I felt like, oh, everything I have is homemade. Now I look back and think, wow, I had a couture wardrobe. Everything was custom-made. Yeah. I should have felt that way back then, and I didn't. Right. But she was so talented. And so I know I got my fashion sense or my love for fashion from my mother. And right. it's kind of funny that I gave birth to two boys and didn't have a daughter because I think we would have gone broke. <laughs> I don't know how we would have paid the bills if I had given birth to a little girl. <laughs> I know it's so fun dressing them. Oh my goodness. Well, now you get to do it with your granddaughter. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, I do. So does your daughter at six allow you to dress her or does she like to pick out her own clothes? She definitely has her own vision, I will say. But now that she's going back to school in person, um, luckily we're so rushed in the morning. So the night before I just put something together and she doesn't say anything. But normally when she dresses herself, she has to dress herself. And there are some very bold choices in there. Oh, that's so cute. That is so cute. cute. It's sweet. Yeah, I'm all for it. I let her do what she wants as far as clothing goes. Yeah, that's so cute. I can remember my oldest granddaughter that's 11. She was about maybe three or four years old and she was at the house. And my son called and said he was on his way to pick her up. And I said, oh, your daddy's coming, so we need to get you dressed. Because she was still in her pajamas. And she said, oh, okay, well, I, I want to pick it out. And she said, Grandma, I, I want to dress like Katy Perry. And I said, okay. <laughs> yes, at four years old. And she went in her little closet at my house, and she started picking out everything she wanted to put on. And she wanted to look just like Katy Perry. And she looked adorable. She put all this stuff together. Aww. And she said, do you think my daddy will think I look like Katy Perry? I said, I <laughs> bet he does. So, of course, I pick up my iPhone and I email him. I said, be sure when you walk up, you tell her that she looks just like Katy Perry to both him <laughs> and Philip. And they walked up and they said, is this Katy Perry standing here? Oh, that's she, so good. She had the biggest smile on her face. Even at four years old, she she put that outfit together. Oh, and she yeah. Was so well, you, you know what you're doing, especially with that warning. Yep. It means yeah. everything to them. That's so sweet. Yes, it was so fun. So you're yeah. a California girl through and through. Do you think yes. that has influenced your fashion? As far as more of a relaxed style, I would say yes. I, 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 you know, even if I dress up, whatever it is, I always like to be comfortable. That is number one for me. I'm a very comfortable dresser. I'm pretty casual as well. So I would say yes, that's influenced by lifestyle here. <laughs> so if you had to give a secret to our listeners, yeah. uh, would you say that comfort is probably the most important thing to, to remember when you're picking out something to wear? I would say so. Uh-huh. Or layering because I'm always cold. True. <laughs> I hide True. I hide leggings or whatever it is under a dress. I mean, that so that falls under comfort as well. I yes. Think, yes, that's the biggest secret for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true for me as well because I've been through those uh, mishaps where I've put something on that wasn't comfortable, but I thought looked great and been through an evening where I was like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Yeah. What was I thinking? This is the most uncomfortable outfit I've ever worn. And so you know that if it's uncomfortable, it doesn't look good. (laughs) 
Right. It oh, reflects. I always wind up barefoot. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's another thing. Or pulling yes. some, untucking something or whatever, or taking off whatever yes. I can, because if you're not comfortable in it, you're not going to look good at it. <laughs> so you were a victim of that notorious bling ring home burglaries, mm-hmm. weren't you? Yes, I was. Wow. <laughs> that must have felt so violating. What was the hard, yeah. hardest part about that other than it being so violating? You know, learning that they went to my house five different times that was pretty crazy. Um, and I remember it being weird because nothing like TVs, like none of that stuff was taken. It was all just designer handbags and shoes and all of that, which I thought was really odd, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, just the whole violation thing. I know, I remember wanting to move out of that house immediately after it. And I wonder if I did pretty quickly. I can't quite remember now, but Yeah, it was so, I was out of the country uh, when it happened. So, and it was before Instagram. So it was interesting, you know, normally now people always know when people are away or whatever. And and I don't know how they were on to (laughs) me. How close together did they, you know, break in and steal from you? Because it happened five times in a row. I think it was pretty close group together, maybe within days. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it was right at the same time. Oh, it's just and terrible. Like, Why me? Yeah. And I have very, I have very small feet. I wear a size five. So I'm like, <gasps> who's going to wear these shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you wear size five shoe. I do. That's terrible. And they took your shoes. They did. <laughs> do you, did when they got caught, was anyone that size? I have no idea. You know, that's something I should investigate yeah. and say, who has a size five shoe? I cannot. I'm so sorry they did that to you. Yeah. Or maybe they just sold it all. I don't really know what happened oh. with oh, it. that's terrible. But it's really taught me to let go of material possessions, you know, no attachments. So I got robbed another time, like a few years later by, I think it was, you know, it was another inside job of sorts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they took all my next wave of designer bags and shoes. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm through buying these yeah. things. I, lo- yes. I love that 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 out of all that horrible, horrible time that you can say, you know, I've, I learned yeah. that it's just oh, material yeah. possessions. It's not That's worth right. it. Nope. Sadly. Well, I have a big detachment from it all, but mm-hmm. it's healthy. It's good. Uh-huh. Good. I think that's great. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. 
We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Well, I think it's time we do something that we do in every podcast, and we have a drink of the day. And sadly, we're not together, so we can't have this together. But I'm going to show it to you. Oh, that looks lovely. Yes, doesn't it? it? (laughs) Okay. So to celebrate the release of your new podcast, I created an orange-themed cocktail. This Mm. one is perfect for sipping while you listen to the first episode, which released just last week. So, secret squad of listeners, you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can see this beautiful drink that I've created in honor of Rachel's new podcast. And you can see the recipe and make this for yourself. So, this drink of the day is called the Orange Crush Daiquiri, or for short, the OC Daiquiri. And to make this, you need two ounces of Bacardi Gold Rum, two thirds ounce of fresh squeezed OJ one half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, and one third ounce simple syrup. Combine all the ingredients in a shaker full of ice and shake until frosty. Strain into a chilled glass and enjoy. So, Rachel, in honor of you and your new podcast, cheers. Cheers. That looks delicious. Yes, and if we were together, (laughs) we would both have one. We would take a big sip. But since it's 11 a.m. in the morning... I'm just going to say cheers, and I won't drink it, but when we have a chance to get together, we'll have one. How's that? Yes. It's a virtual cheers for now, but it looks great. Congratulations (laughs) on your podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So you've had so much success in your career. Tell us about entering this new phase of your life, being a mom to your adorable six-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, that's that's the best thing in the entire world. Um, I love it. It's definitely number one before and above everything else. Um, she's just so much fun. And she's gotten to that age where you get to really hang out and do things. And and we're best friends. We're always together. I love it. I love it. And you co-parent yeah. so well with her father. Yes. Yeah. You know, we've figured it out. And, and it's just really logistical as far as scheduling goes. And you don't involve the kid. And you have to communicate. And we've done a pretty good job. I love that. I love that. It's just so wonderful for her. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because they are the most important. So yes, that's all yes. that matters. <laughs> and what would you say if she wanted to get into acting? She's already asked. <gasps> really? Uh, do you know what I say? Talk to your father. <laughs> <laughs> Did she talk to her father? Uh, a little bit, I think. But yeah, I'm just like, no. I mean, it's a hard no for me. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. sweet. That's so sweet. So yeah. What does she call your father? Does she call him Pops, like my grandchildren call Bill of Pop? Well, so I have, my parents are divorced. So we have a lot of names and a lot of grandparent figures. Yeah. But my dad is just grandpa. Oh, that's he wanted, Yeah, he's grandpa. And then she made up the name for my stepdad as Baba. Oh. <laughs> when she was a baby. Yeah, really cute. That's so cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's sweet. So what if she went to grandpa and said, I want to get into acting? Oh gosh. I don't know. I wouldn't let her ask him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because grandpa might say, don't tell mom, but come with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, let's just not, let's not involve him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mommy has the last word. Let's just tell yeah. her that. <laughs> let, yeah. I like that motto. <laughs> yeah. Mommy always has the last word. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, my grandchildren call me grandma because from the moment my first granddaughter was born, the very first day, I think, I started trying to teach her grandma. I always wanted to be called grandma. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I don't know yeah. how Philip got Pops, but he's always been Pops. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> it's so fun. I like Pops. <laughs> I do too. And it's so yeah. fun discovering their little personalities, don't you think? Oh, yeah. They all have big personalities. And I mean, I give her so much freedom, you know, just like she wants to name a grandparent. She wants to wear a crazy outfit. I try to let her have as much freedom, you know, within within reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when I just had my both of my grandchildren over this last weekend uh, for the whole weekend. And uh, it's just so much fun because from the moment they were born, it's like when they're at grandma's, they never hear no. And you right. know, I'll probably get a lot of people saying, oh, you, you, you have to follow along mom and dad rules. Well, they support that. They support them coming to grandma's house. And if they want a popsicle every five minutes, yeah, it's of course you can. But, and what's <laughs> so funny is they know they can have it, but they still ask, grandma, can I have a popsicle? Of course you can. Right. Of course you can. Oh, yeah. They don't just go oh, to the good. popsicle drawer and get it. They ask every time. And I noticed that this yeah. weekend. I thought that is so precious. <laughs> That is very sweet and very polite. Yes. yes, my daughter, my mom never says no to my daughter. So okay. I'm so it's a grandparent thing. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is a grandparent Absolutely. thing. Yes, it's very sweet. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Well, we touched on your new podcast in the beginning of this episode, but tell us what you are most looking forward to with this fun new project. I'm just really excited to speak with everybody that we worked with. Um, on it uh, and reconnecting and catching up. And that has been the most fun because we really were so close and, um, you know, everyone has busy lives. So it's nice to come together even for an hour yes. <laughs> or whatever it may be, but that's the best part for sure. So you'll just take a trip down memory lane. You'll pull up yes. old episodes and just, yes. just reflect on the episodes and, and talk about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. love it. People are going to be hanging on every word. <laughs> well, I hope it's not boring. Oh, and no. I hope people want to hear what we have to say. And we are having so much fun doing it. So oh, that's going to be so fabulous. So I also talked about we play a game of the day yes. on every podcast. Yes. How do you feel about playing games? I love games. I do too. I do too. <laughs> so I create a game that reflects our podcast. So the okay. name of this game is Battle of the Decades. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a little nervous. So the OC had so many iconic early 2000s fashion trends. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about how the two of us really love fashion. Yes. So Summer Roberts was quite the fashion trendsetter. So for this <laughs> game, I'm going to read a choice of current Gen Z fashion trend and an early 2000 fashion trend. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see how I do. (laughs) We're we're going to pick which one we prefer and talk about some fashion memories along the way. Okay. Okay. So, number one, Uggs from the 2000s and dad sneakers, a Gen Z trend. Okay, so which one do you prefer, Uggs or dad sneakers? Oh, Oh, man. That's really hard because they're both comfortable. And we talked about comfort being so important. I'm going to go dad sneaker just because that's more current for me. Okay. And I, you know what? I'm going with Uggs. Okay. I you love, can't go wrong. I know. And you know what I'm reading since we're going to kind of discuss? I read all the time how Uggs are out of style and everyone should get rid of their Uggs. I can't do it. Oh, no. I have a ton. And you know what else I have, which is now kind of back in style, are Crocs. And I have the furry line Crocs. So they have replaced oh. my Uggs for the time being. 
And they are very comfortable. <laughs> I have never actually had Crocs because I thought yeah. that they were uncomfortable. So that's good They're to know. They're so comfortable. Get the ones with the furry. I have it on right now. I'm going to pull it up see. for you. Let me see. See, they have like the lining. So oh. it's, it's like cozy and warm. They're like slippers. They're so comfortable. They look very comfortable yes. because I was also going to say what I love in my Uggs are my Uggs house shoes. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I wear those to, every day yes. to the studio. I also have dad sneakers, but I'm still picking the Uggs. Yeah. I, it's a hard, that's a very hard one. Okay, so number two, yes. skinny jeans from the 2000s and fat leg jeans, which are Gen Z fashion. I'm a, okay, I'm only, I'm going Gen Z just because skinny jeans from the early 2000s are so low in the waist true. that I do not want that. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, so I'm also going to go with fat leg jeans. Okay, so. That's an interesting uh, way jeans, to describe it. <laughs> my jeans are so tight on me today that they look like skinny jeans, but they're not. <laughs> but they're not. Yeah, there's a difference. When you refer to the early 2000s skinny jeans, we know what we're talking. Yes, it's not what we wear are. now. You can see yeah, high-waisted. That's okay. key. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're both going with the with the current Gen Z fashion trend, fat leg jeans. Okay. Yeah. And you're right about <laughs> skinny jeans when they're so low. Oh, that's so yeah. low. Oh, gosh. You don't yeah, want to see me. Yep. Nope. It's just everything's out. <laughs> Let's not forget, I'm 67 years old. So, uh, oh, you that, look amazing. Oh, gosh. Thank you. But oh, uh, even the fashions in 2000 are like, not, they're, they're old for me. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three. Yes. From the 2000s, statement necklaces or Gen Z layered necklaces. I'm going Gen Z layered necklaces. Totally, I agree with you. I, okay. I'm i shocked I only have on this one little cross today because I'm uh -huh. usually layered up with necklaces because I love it. Yeah, and there you can have delicate necklaces all layered. I'm a much bigger fan of that than the chunky statement necklace. Me too. The statement necklaces, <laughs> you know, I'm a short person. And Me if too. I put on a statement necklace, it's like, oh, it arrives like five minutes before I do. <laughs> like when I walk in the door, it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what's she wearing? <laughs> a little overpowering. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, so number four from the 2000s. Dresses over pants mm -hmm. or Gen Z giant sweatshirt as a dress. <sighs> this is another really tough one. Yeah. Because I'm looking back and as we're rewatching the show on the podcast, the dress over the jeans, I'm like, you know, that was a thing. And I could see that coming back and I, I would do it. I'm going with that. I'm going to go with that because sweatshirt as a dress, your legs are bare and I'm cold. So I'm yeah. going with the first. <laughs> yeah. That giant sweatshirt as a dress. Uh, I would look like I'm wearing the, the bedspread, you know, a comforter. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I put a giant sweatshirt on, it's going to the floor because I'm really short. And dresses over pants. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say no to both of them because I, again, would look like I'm wearing the bedspread. So can we say no to both? Let's do. Because I, I can't I can't pick either one. I would not be able to wear okay. either one. Because How tall are you? I'm five, two and a half. And I'm I always five, two have and to, a half. I have to wear these heels because Oh yeah. We're the my, same height. And my torso is so lit, short, you know. I have <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so like if I put on one of Phillips jackets or something, uh -huh. it's like a long dress. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't ever do anything like that. Like dresses. Over, if I have to pick one, I'll wear dresses over pants. But I would okay. never do that. I'd never do that. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Number five. Cheetah print from the 2000s or tie-dye, which is Gen Z. I'm going tie-dye because I have tie-dye sweatpants on right now. Oh, how cute. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to go cheetah print. I love cheetah. I love Animal. I like it. We have variety. I love animal print. <laughs> Hands down, animal print. Okay, so number six, velour sweatsuits from the 2000s mm -hmm. and baggy sweatsuits, which are current Gen Z trend. Oh, I, it's funny because I have a contemporary velour one now, but I also have the oversized. And because of this last year in the pandemic, I wore more of the oversized. I'm going Gen Z. Yes, I had an amazing photographer on my podcast early on when I started, and she is very, very talented. She's come out with a new line of sweatsuits and warm-ups, and they're beautiful colors, pinks, greens, red. And what I love about them is on every sweatshirt, she has very fun sayings. Like, for example, on one of them is, I'm my greatest muse. So that's probably the cleanest phrase I could talk about right now, but her name's Sarah Baba, and her line of sweatsuits are called Lazy Cake. So everyone should check those out because they are so fun, so pretty, so cute. Okay, number seven, trucker hats from the 2000s or bucket hats, Gen Z. Ugh, Ooh. I go neither. I mean, I did have the bucket hats, but I feel like it's already kind of past that at this point. I, I got a bucket hat as a gift. I didn't ever wear it. Trucker hats I used to wear because I played tennis. Mm -hmm. and we lived in Texas. I played tennis. I always had to have a hat on, but <laughs> I'm going to say neither <laughs> as well. Yeah. Okay. I hate to have a hat on my head. It's like, yeah. it bugs me. It gives me a headache. Yeah. I'm just going to leave. Let's okay. just leave hats off. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're moving on. Okay. Number eight, colored sunglass lenses and teeny tiny sunglasses. Ugh. I don't do either. <laughs> I actually don't do either as well. Now, uh, colored sunglass lenses. I don't know what I that would, means. I, I mean, if maybe like a pink lens or a yellow lens. Gotcha, or... gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I don't do that either. And I cannot no. wear those teeny tiny sunglasses. I can't either. It doesn't look right on me. But if I had to pick, I would choose those over colored lenses. I think. Totally agree. I agree. I agree. I, did, I okay. never did the color one. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. Oh, chunky highlights from the 2000s or crazy, oh, man. crazy colored hair. Whoa. I had the chunky highlights. I would not do that again. No, no. <laughs> I have some highlights right now, but they're not chunky. They look great. Thank no, you. No, no. Thank you. Yeah. I love the, natural. the girls that are doing my, my hair color right now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I did the chunky highlights. Ooh, I would never go back there. I even did a perm. No. Did you ever do a perm? I've never done it. Well, my hair is kind of naturally curly. How was that? <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe I didn't fry my hair because I fried my hair with perms. And I loved it. I look at photos back then. I, I can't believe it. Like, my oldest son is 41. And I, I have photos of me holding him as a baby. Uh -huh. And my hair is just fried. And, it, <laughs> and it's sticking out like a foot out from my head. <laughs> That's great. It, it's crazy, but, and I loved it. Like I curled it or I just, you uh -huh. know, whatever. It's crazy. But the crazy colored hair right now, I'm at, I've never done it, but I have to say every time I see someone with these beautiful colors on their hair, I love it. 
Yeah. I'm trying to get my mom to dye hers purple. She oh. let her hair go all gray, and I'm like, put purple in it. She oh, wants to. yes. I think I that'd get, be cool. I love everyone with their blue hair, purple, pink. Uh-huh. I love yes. it. Oh. Yes, definitely that over the chunky. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think your mother will do it? Yeah, she would do it. She would want to do it. Like that lavender, really pretty. I just think it'd be super cool. Oh, I, I do too. Yeah. I hope she does it. Me too. Mm, that's so <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Well, sadly, we've come to the end of our podcast. Oh, well, this oh, was so much fun. It was so much fun. I think this was just great. And I just want to thank you so much for taking a trip back to the 2000s with me on this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Lots to lots to unwrap there. <laughs> I know. So Rachel, please tell the listeners where to find you online and also remind everyone where and when to listen to your new podcast. Yes. Welcome to the OC Bitches. You can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and we also are doing videos so you can see us and find us on YouTube. We have new episodes coming out every Tuesday. <gasps> that's so wonderful. I just think that's Fabulous. So Secret Squad, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for some brand new blogs and recipes. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, rate and review this podcast on Apple if you liked what you heard, because I love reading all of them. So I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>